Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our fall road tour powered by Toro, Jobber, Law Entrepreneur Academy, and Ballard Products. We are traveling the Midwest, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fall Road Tour. I am Paul Jamison here in Missouri with Cameron. What's going on, Paul? And Drake. Yep. Not the singer. Not the singer. But the master mechanic. That's huh? right. So we're here at B&W. Cameron, this is your dealer, huh? This is the place to be here in Popper Bluff, Missouri, man. They will definitely take care of you. Yeah, I pulled in. I was like, man, Cameron's got quite the shop. And then you're like, this is my dealer. I was like, ah, because he gave me his address. I thought I was coming to his house. But uh, yeah, this is awesome. So how did you guys meet? So uh, a couple of years ago, I got hooked up with the Echo program. And I came in here and found the, uh, the Echo products, got to meet Drake, got to meet his wife. And, uh, you know, they sold the Ferris mowers, which I was really um, interested in picking up, the Z3X. So After uh, watching those Geek to Freak videos back in the day, he's got go. the Ferris. <laughs> oh, yeah. So met Drake and, and formed a relationship with him. And it's been a blast this last couple of years. Absolutely. So, Drake, what do you do here? Me? I'm a sales rep here and then I'm also the shop technician. So you got I, multiple hats. Huh? I got multiple hats. The only hat I ain't got yet is a Grassmaster hat. <laughs> okay. Well, Cameron's got to hook you up with one of those. You ain't getting. So Cameron, tell us about your business, man. Man, I have been in business since 2002, so about 18 years I've been in business. And uh, man, I tell you what, it's been a it's been a blessing. God has provide God has provided the whole way. And uh, you know, started out with uh, a little GMC Jimmy uh, four door SUV, little small SUV. Uh-huh. Went out, bought um, a brand new trailer. Bought a brand new Xmark mower. Uh, got some handheld equipment and just started uh, started knocking on doors and putting hangers out. In 2002. 2002. What were you doing to to get before you got started? Uh, before I got started, I was uh, going to high school. Got out of high school, went to college. Was going for a computer science degree and decided, you know what, the lawn care life's calling my name. It's time to get back out there and uh, you know work outdoors. So I made the you, made are, the switch you already there. had the SUV just for your personal use. And exactly. You're like, I'm going to convert this and uh, connect the trailer to it what was the size was the, your original trailer uh the original trailer i still have actually it's a it's a 12 foot utility trailer okay it's just a single axle you know it's very handy to have though so i kept it uh still have it around though and that was here in the poplar bluff region it is yep right here Okay. And then Drake, tell us a little bit about your story, man. When did you get into the green industry? I got into this about three years ago. Uh, my father-in-law has been in business for over 30 years. He started doing work for Sears. He worked on lawnmowers his whole life. And uh, he actually lost his contract with Sears about, I think it's been about six years ago, but he still does some contract work for him on the side. 
So he needed something to do. So we started selling mowers. We started off with Gravely and then in the last five years, then we got Ferris and then Snapper and Aaron's and then Echo. And we've just kind of took off from there. So I've been doing it about three years now. Yeah, you guys can't keep Echo on the shelf, you are telling me. Can't. This summer, I ordered Echo probably six or seven different times. Could not keep them in stock. They've been listening to the Green Industry Podcast, huh? <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> Every time I come in here to pick up a new Echo product, I'm like, Drake, you don't have the 3020 or you don't have the 8010. He's like, man, I've sold them all. We're all out. <laughs> They're listening to the show. That's it. <laughs> there you go. So- 2002, you start real basic, no customers. Uh, you know, I show up today, you got a gigantic box truck, man, and, and a booming business. So start walking us through those early days, man. What what was the uh, early days like? Man, I just, uh, like like you said, I had the uh, had the SUV, the trailer, had the Mark, the uh, small handheld equipment, and I just went out and started uh, delivering door hangers, trying to drum up some business. Didn't work real well for... Uh, for a while, but I just kept at it and kept on uh, trying to get my name out there. And, you know, before you know it, um, I'm selling my, uh, my first mower that I picked up. And next thing you know, I, I switched the uh, 12 trailer, 12 foot trailer out to uh-huh. a 16 foot. And then I'm running uh, two mowers now. And then just, you know, slowly, slowly growing the business. Yeah. So was, were you the owner operator? Did you have employees? What was kind of your progression? I was just solo. I ran solo and, uh, you know, from, from the beginning, I picked up, uh, you know, accounts as I could and, and just tried to, tried to stay busy, tried to keep myself busy. Yeah. So uh, today, are you still solo or do you have employees or what? Uh, right now I have one part-time guy, one full-time guy. So, you know, enough to keep two mowers running. Mm-hmm. What are they doing today? Well, they're uh, they're just hanging loose right now until I get oh, back after man. it. Yeah, because I'm here. No, no, it's all good. We got to help Cameron get back to that revenue, man. So, <laughs> what'd you tell him just to take the morning off? Yeah, sure, oh, man. All right. Well, listen, guys, we really appreciate, you know, you taking the time to be with us on the show and uh, your guys are on standby here and Drake to to hear your story. So we're going to dive deeper into your guys' journey coming right up. This industry's largest peer-to-peer lead training event is just around the corner. And if you guys are ready to bump it up a notch and lay the foundation for an incredibly successful 2021, then Entrepreneur Academy Live 2020 is an absolute must-attend event. Entrepreneur Academy Live. The fun takes place November 7th in Novi, Michigan at the Suburban Collection Showplace. This year, we have six amazing speakers, including Nick Carlson, Caleb and Brittany Allman, Corey Ballard, Jeff Joyner, Keith Calvin, and Stanley Genetic. This all-day-long exclusive conference focuses on safety training, sales training, and features live panels and demos as well. You definitely don't want to miss out. Refocus, regroup, and re-engage with us this fall at Entrepreneur Academy Live 2020. We're so excited to host you guys in Novi, Michigan and help propel your business to the next level. Hotels and event registration information can all be found at LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com and in today's show notes. And follow along as the excitement builds with the Instagram hashtag LAL2020. See you November 7th. 
Are you ready to make some serious money this winter with snow and ice management services? Are you looking to position yourself as an industry professional and to protect your bottom line from issues like unstable salt prices? Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to check out the highly sought-after commercial and residential snow plowing contracts. These agreements are available for internet download and are easy to edit and make your own. DebtFreeLandscaper.com, the green industry's most professional resource for lawn and landscaping contracts, hiring employees and subcontractors, and where you'll find the same money-making commercial snow contract that numerous contractors like Brian Fullerton have used to dominate the snow and ice management industry. DebtFreeLandscaper.com. Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to get access to these incredible resources today and put yourself in a position to plow through the competition. From start to finish, Toro has you covered with an all-new professional lineup. Check out the Z-Master 4000 zero-turn mower. Equipped with Horizon 360, there's also a new Z-Master 2000. Grandstand multi-force attachments for every season. And a new 21-inch, 60-volt, heavy-duty walk mower. For more information, go to Toro.com slash professional. Toro.com slash professional. The Green Industry Podcast Fall Road Tour continues. Once again, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. All right, we are back with Cameron, and uh, he's got his guys on standby so he can share his story on the Green Industry Podcast. And uh, the salesman and the mechanic from B&W, uh, Drake, is joining us as well. So we're all nerds about, you know, the lawn care equipment, the lawn care operation. You were telling me about your story. You got started in the SUV. You had a trailer. You started making upgrades. So tell, take us through the next chapter of your business, man. How, how did you start handling all that growth? Because I know personally I'm in the same boat you how you cap off when you're solo you have to say no at some point absolutely you can't handle it all yeah so then you start transitioning or what i did is start transitioning into raising your prices a little bit finding out you know that that uh, bottom dollar that you need to make and uh you know that price point per hour per man hour mm-hmm. and then just kind of go from there you know uh, advertise a little bit more you weed out the uh, bad customers or the low paying customers mm-hmm. and then you slowly you know work your way up into those, uh, those better paying jobs. Mm-hmm. What would you say, um, is kind of the range, um, per hour in Missouri? I'm in an Atlanta market, so I know the average is about 53, $55 per man per hour average. I, I mean, yeah, sure. I like to try to aim for better than average, but what's kind of the mowing market around here? What are people paying for a regular residential yard? Yeah, I mean, if you can stay super efficient and you have the right equipment, the right lawns for that equipment, I mean, you can get $50 per man hour up to, you know, $75 or $80 per man hour, and that's just mowing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't do any landscaping, so I wouldn't be able to help you out there. But just for the mowing side, yeah, you you can easily get, you know, $50 an hour. That's good. Drake, I know you, we're, you're just here for a short window. You're busy um, with your, your service here uh, to your customers. So while I got you, I wanted to ask you, what's some simple things that we can be doing to our mower so we're not bringing it into the shop to, to be uh, you know, on the aggressive in the maintenance realm? The biggest thing nowadays is gas. Gas is absolutely not like it used to be for sure. Uh, gas only lasts about 30 to 40 days actually sitting in a can if it's not ethanol free. Um, For the commercial guys out there, 
basically what I recommend sharp blades oil change when it or or every 50 to 100 hours depending on what kind of mm-hmm. engine you're running unless you're running the Vanguard uh and keeping that air filter clean and that's that's the biggest what's, thing. What kind, what's the oil that you use in the Missouri with the climate here? What's good? I usually run straight thirty SAE thirty. Mm-hmm. That's that's about my favorite to use. Depending on the size of the engine, anything over thirty horsepower, I like to run fifteen W fifty. Yeah, and I know for the quality of the cut, I like to sharpen the blades. But for guys that are doing eight, twelve, fifteen properties a day, what do you think the best routine is to keep the blades sharp? Best routine is. A lot of people like to mow low around here, and uh-huh. we do have a lot of rocks here in Missouri. Uh, if I say three and a half inch cut, and a lot of guys, I got guys who will have several sets of blades on hand, and they'll change blades at every four to five yards that they mow. Wow! So, so not just before each day, but yeah. midday. Midday, I got, I got some it. guys that are changing blades out three times a day. Yeah, I've been trying to eyeball what kind of turf you guys got here. It seems like a hodgepodge the the more I drive around Missouri, but what's kind of the predominant turf? Man, we have a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. I was saying, that's what I've been noticing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got some Bermuda, you got some fescue, and then you got just what we call it around here, whatever grows. Whatever grows. You get a little zoysia every now and then, but yeah. Okay. So the Bermuda and Zoysia warm season turf, you want to cut that low. In our, our market, you start the year actually as low as you can scalp it down. And then just if you're only doing it once a week, you kind of just got to cut what you, – you don't want to cut it too low and then it, it, you lose the color and it, it's 90 degrees and you're in trouble. But uh, fescue, aren't you supposed to cut that high? We don't really do fescue in Atlanta because it's too hot. Yeah, you cut that fescue high, man, at least some good nice stripes. Okay. So you were mentioning three and a half inches. I like a three and a half to four inch cut around here okay. uh, in the midsummer. Earlier season, you can get by with, you know, two and a half to three inch cut. But as the year progresses, I like the three and a half to four inch cut. So you're cutting fescue four inches and, and making, laying down some stripes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For my friends back in Atlanta, this is cool. I mean, we're cutting an inch and a half, you know, and, t- and then you, you're getting up to uh, two inches. So, all right. We had a little customer uh, pop in there. So uh, Drake had to, uh, you are wearing a lot of hats today, man. I am. So what else uh, with the you know, the echo equipment and uh, just your basic power equipment. What are you seeing a lot of guys bring into the shop with, with repair, you know, repairs? 90% of my repairs around here are usually residential units, Craftsman, Husqvarna's, uh, basically because there's not a ton of commercial guys around here. I got Cameron, I got, I got probably five or six other commercial guys that use a lot of equipment, but um, I mean, every now and then I'll get a, a Gravely or something, but usually it's, because Kevin, like I said, that started the business, he's mm-hmm. done Sears work forever. So we get a lot of a lot of Husqvarna and Craftsmans yeah. that we work on here. And you told were telling me Blake Hawthorne from Arkansas came drove all the way up here to get some mowers from you yep. guys. Uh, Blake actually came. Uh, it was actually this winter. He came this winter and uh, he bought a thirty-six inch Pro Stance from me, and then he got a hold of me. A while back this summer and uh he was looking for a pro stance 52 the new 2020 model and he come up and uh i had a really good deal on one for him sold him that one and then they actually brought a another gravely and i fixed it right on the spot for him so bnw service man i'm telling you and uh poplar bluff (laughs) which uh is bigger than i thought because i was driving to get here from uh yesterday i was with alex nickens he's in illinois which is in the middle of nowhere 
And then I was driving here and I, there, I was in the middle of nowhere, like all the way until I got here. Yeah. There's not much in between. No, there's cornfields. And I was like, oh man, because <laughs> I needed to send my files back to my producer, uh, Marty, to edit the show and publish it. And uh, finally I found a McDonald's in the middle of nowhere. So, but then I got to Poplar Bluff and you got population here. We got a few people. I think it's about 20,000, maybe something yeah. around there. So it's not, it's not too small. And steadily growing. Yeah, and I they find anytime fitness, so I was able to get a, a workout in today. So, Cameron, back to numbers pricing. I get asked all the time, "What do you charge? What you know? What's your profit margin?" So, what do you do when the customer, you know, contacts you? What's kind of your game plan to give them a quote that's going to be profitable to you? Well, you got to go in there knowing, you know, like you said, knowing your numbers, knowing how much you need to make per hour. And when you look at that lawn, you got to figure out exactly how long it's going to take you to cut that lawn. Uh, another thing you got to think of is, you know, are you going to be cutting it weekly, bi-weekly? It's definitely going to... Bi-weekly is a thing in Missouri? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So like you were talking earlier, a lot of lawns, you know, just don't grow really well around here because mm -hmm. we don't have really good established lawns. So you may pick up a lawn that has a little bit of everything in it, mm -hmm. doesn't really grow a whole lot because we got a lot of shade. So um, those lawns can be really profitable, though, uh, those bi-weekly lawns. So okay. that's something we don't skip out on here. I know a lot of guys stick to weekly only, but yeah. around here you can make uh, quite a bit of money doing bi-weekly. And that's why we do that. One of the reasons why we do this show, it's interesting to hear that because in Atlanta, that's like a cuss word, you know, bi-weekly. Yeah, you sure. don't even think about it because it's 92 degrees, you know, May to August and the grass is growing and if you do a bi-weekly, you'll regret it and it's wear and tear on your equipment because it's so overgrown. But here in the Midwest, you're, I mean, you've been doing this 18, 19 years and you've actually found that it can be profitable. I'm assuming you're charging a lot more for a bi-weekly. Oh, or? absolutely. Yeah. You still have to make that same amount you need to make per hour. Do you ever um, say we will do it bi-weekly or do you just give them a weekly price and then if they combat that with, can you do bi-weekly, then you, you, you budge into that or what? Well, what I do here, you look at the lawn, you see how thick it is, you see how it's going to grow over the summer. And over the years, I've kind of figured out, you know, okay, this lawn's going to grow really well every single week. It's something we need to stay on top of weekly. And if that's the case, you know, I will mow it weekly and not give them an option for bi-weekly. But if it's something you know, we get into and we can tell that uh, the grass is not going to grow really well. It's a shaded area and, you know, it's going to be uh, not too much wear and tear on the mower. Then, mm -hmm. you know, we'll pick up the bi-weekly account. Okay. So are you just 18 years of experience? You're just eyeballing the property and you can tell, okay, it's going to take me 30 minutes, 45, two hours, or are you getting a, the, the wheel out and measuring the square foot? No, nope, I don't think I've ever gotten a wheel out and, okay. and measured a lawn, but no, just over time, you know, I grew up mowing a lot of acreage down on the farm. So mm -hmm. I, I found out really quick, you know, how fast we can move through uh, a property, and especially with these new mowers. Um, we're running through these lawns, you know, super quick. We got a 10 acre property that we take care of every now and then. And, uh, 10, yeah, we got a 10 acre property <laughs> and, you know, we take care of it and it's, I don't know. We could be on the mower maybe two and a half hours with two Z3s going. So, um, you know, those big lawns, a lot of guys look at them and they think, man, we're going to be out there for, you know, eight or nine hours. But if you have the right equipment, you can really, you know, move through some lawns and, and make a lot of money per hour. Yeah. Efficiency is everything. And to the guys that are in year one or two, I actually recommend the wheel simply because as I talk to people at the companies that 
you know, we all know their names that are the biggest companies in the industry. When they give a quote to a customer, they're always putting the square foot on the quote. And so it does help you stand out in the competitive market in Atlanta, for example. If your customer asks you for a quote, you just take the measuring wheel, you measure the square feet, and you say, you have 4,322 square feet of turf, and you you know it's going to be $61. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Don't copy and paste this. But for the sake of the numbers, the quote will actually be in a regular number. So the, the customer is like, oh, they, they this company really has some structure into their pricing because they told me, my square footage and this regular number. It's just like a, it, it, that's helpful. But when you got 18 years under your belt, you can eyeball it and you know, 45 minutes, I can do that. I can go out and say that's seven yards of mulch and I'm right on the money or that's, you know, three pallets of sod. But for the guy that's in year one or two, if you go out there and put your thumb in the air, you're going to get, you're going to get taken to the cleaners. So. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. So I, I didn't want someone to hear an 18 year or eight, I'm doing math in my head, 18, 19 years. Yeah, sure. Veteran and think, Oh, well that's what Cameron does. So that's what I'll do. Well, when you're 18 years into it, if that's what you want to do, you can do it with accuracy. But I know we got so many new people. It's outrageous. How many people listen to this show, you know, in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, worldwide. So I feel a responsibility to the guys who are just getting started, you know, no shame in the measuring wheel. And it actually could help you get the job when you give your customer uh, the square footage of their property. It's just, it really shows that you're, um, you know what you're doing and you're not chucking the truck. <laughs> right. So what about you, Cameron? What's your maintenance schedule? How do you keep this business flowing so you're not visiting Drake? <laughs> Man, I try to visit Drake as much well, as I can. I, well, the fellowship <laughs> with Drake, but I, I mean, you, I, I don't like going to the shop because my, my equipment's down is what I was yeah, saying. I Drake's gotcha. cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets my equipment up and running though. But no, like Drake said earlier, you know, you try to stay on top of uh, changing the oil. I know with the Ferris Z3X, I have the oil guard system. It's rated at 500 hour oil changes, mm-hmm. but I do about half that I will change the oil about 250 hours so you know you can figure maybe halfway through the season change the oil and then uh, maybe towards the end of the season change it again but um, other than that you know keeping filters in the truck um, keeping everything you know blade sharpened I don't do that as often as I should but uh you know, as much as I can, try to get those blades sh- uh, Do you sharpen them at home, or do you bring them in bulk to Drake, or what? I think I need to just bring them in to Drake, man, because he can get them knocked out quick. But no, I uh, I, I sharpen the blades in the at the shop at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about theft around here? I know in Atlanta, that's a huge thing. I mean, people are stealing a blower, putting it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, and, you know, within three hours, it goes from stolen to sold, and you're, you're screwed. Is this more of a... Uh, you guys got each other's back type feel or do you have to be mindful of theft around Missouri? Oh, absolutely. The same thing here. You know, you never know who's going to be, you know, around the corner when you're mowing your properties and someone may came, come by and, you know, take a PB8010 or whatever off your trailer. So, you know, when I first bought uh, my first house, we had a, uh, I had a 16 foot trailer at the time and I had it backed into my carport and I stayed, uh, I, I don't know, I lived there probably two weeks and the first thing that went was my gas can. So I thought, you know, if somebody's brave enough or, uh, you know, wants something enough, they're going to come and take it. So uh, after that happened, I started looking into the box truck. And that's kind of why I switched over to the box truck. Everything's kind of out of the weather. It's kind of more secure. Um, it's uh, You can lock it up. You have the trimmer racks, blower racks, keep everything secure and what year there. did you get your first box truck going from the open trailer to the box truck? Yeah, so I think uh, I want to say 
maybe 04, I switched to the 16-foot trailer. In 08, I picked up the, uh, I believe it was an 18-foot box trailer or a box truck. Yeah, and so you think that helps. I mean, from a marketing perspective, it's genius. I mean, you you can't miss that. But from a theft pre- prevention program, you think that's helpful as well? Oh, absolutely. The box truck sits up a little higher. You can, you know, you have a bigger ramp that you have to walk up to get into the box truck. So it's going to take, you know, somebody a little bit more time to get in there. And then once they get in there, they'll notice everything's locked up. You have your trimmer racks, your blower racks. So they can't really get in there and, you know, take off with anything like they could maybe, uh you know, open trailer that they can just kind of walk by and pick up whatever's not locked down. Yeah. So tell us about uh, Grassmaster. What, what What's the name? Um, you know, I see a slogan on your truck. Tell us about your branding, your name, the culture that you're trying to create here in Missouri. Yeah. So Grassmaster, man, I came up with that, you know, uh, early on and it, and it really stuck. One of the, one of the things about grass masters we're out cutting grass but who are we doing it for we're doing it for the master Mm -hmm. and then we've got the logo with the cross in the middle and that's kind of the center of the Mm -hmm. whole business the whole uh the whole game plan and like you said the slogan maintaining what god has um maintaining what god has created one lawn at a time Mm -hmm. so you know have that on there and that's our focus uh we're out cutting grass we're out trying to serve our community and help our customers out but at the same time there's a bigger reason you know, why we're doing all this. Yeah. I was reading the Bible about justice and it's like, but you didn't pay those who mowed your fields. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, man, the Lord cares about us getting paid. Uh, <laughs> man, that's a, that's a side note, but yeah, I think that's really cool. I was listening to Jeff Joyner this morning on Brian Fullerton's podcast. And uh, he was talking about how as small business owners, we can really differentiate ourselves because anyone, you know, can throw a blade on the turf out there and cut it. Oh, yeah, but when we, we can do it with integrity. We can do it with a good attitude. You know, I know a lot of wives and, and moms in the neighborhood I work into, they don't want, you know, some guy who's got a tank top with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth on their property around their innocent children. And, and when um, people with you know, character and, and tr- you, they can trust you that if they're not home and the, you know, the kids are playing in the backyard or whatever that, Oh, camera, I, Cameron's here cutting the grass. Like it, it, there's a, that's really valuable. Oh, so absolutely. I think it's good to market that. And most importantly, to actually live it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, just lawn care and landscaping in general. I know for a long time, I've been doing this for a long time, but you know, in general, we just kind of get a bad name or a bad, I don't know what you want to call it. Oh, the horror stories are out there in in construction in general. I mean, you, I've heard stories from the roofers to the home remodelers, to the guys, you know, painting and and outside with the landscaping. There's so many crooks out there because there's so it's such low entry and they, they'll do a bad job. They'll take your money and, and run to Vegas. I mean, you've heard all the stories and they're true. And there is a, there is a negative stigma, but like what Brian Fullerton's doing, he said, you know, he wants to elevate the industry and it's, it's one story at a time, but I think in the community word travels so fast. And so when people, when you've been around for 18 years and you've been steady, you've been consistent and you've built this reputation as a solid, you know, honest quality work. I mean, those things, I think they say bad news spreads faster than good news, but the good news will spread and, and, and you establish and maintain that reputation. People know that, that you can be trusted. So they don't mind paying a little extra for Grassmaster because it's going to be done when they say it's going to be done. And um, 
done the right way. And so yeah. I, I love it, man. Yeah. Done with integrity. And that's integrity, our, yeah. you know, that's our main thing. I had a lady contact me the other day and she said, man, I've, I've tried calling you two or three times. I left you voicemails. And she said, I wasn't going to give up. I wanted you to take care of it. I didn't know mm. the lady. She, she lived in Wisconsin. She moved to Missouri and I met her the other day for the first time. And she said, you know, I looked at your Facebook um, page. I looked at your website. I saw, you know, what you're about and how you're running this business. She, she saw a couple of videos uh, of me on there. And she said, you know, I wasn't going to get up. I wasn't going to give up until I got a hold of you. So, you know, that just speaks for itself. Just, just putting yourself out there uh, on social media and just showing the community, you know, what you're about. Awesome. Well, we'll have more coming up. We have Drake who has knowledge of sales in the green industry and is a mechanic and uh, Cameron who has 18 plus years in this industry. So he's got a lot of tips, a lot of experience. I'm sure you made a lot of mistakes and uh, learned from them. So we look forward to hearing more of your story coming right up. Well, not exactly. Uh, that concludes part one of today's interview. Now, I will have a sneak peek of tomorrow's podcast right after a word from our Green Industry Podcast Road Tour sponsors. Hey, friends, Paul here, and we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jobber. From the quote request to the moment you are paid, Jobber brings everything together to make the entire job and customer experience seamless. Jobber makes it easy to get more work through online booking and quoting. To get started, just head over to GetJobber.com to start your free 14-day trial. Ballard Innovative Products is a full line of gear for the lawn and landscape professional. From mower gear, safety gear, trailer racks, equipment securement, equipment servicing tools, aerators, mower blades, and much more to make you efficient, effective, safe, and profitable in the field. Be sure to check out the Catch Pro Aluminum Bagger and the Ballard Blades and X-Blade combination to dominate this fall. With over 20 years of selling accessories and 30 years in the business, we're sure we've got something you can't live without. Use coupon code FALLTOUR at ballard com to save 10% off anything on the website during the month of October. That's ballard-inc.com, promo code FALLTOUR, and the link will be in the show description. Here's what Paul was alluding to and what's coming up on tomorrow's show. Well, I tell you what, Paul, um, you know, starting out, I was just a college kid wanting to make a little money, wanting to, uh, wanting to buy a house and wanting to uh, buy a truck. So if I could do those two things, you know, I'd be doing pretty good. But, you know, as life goes on and you get married, you have kids, you know, those responsibilities add up. And if you're not putting, you know, food on the table then something's got to change. So I learned real quick, um, you know, when I first started out, trying to be intentional, you know, when I first started out, I wasn't very intentional. I was just trying to make a few dollars. And then, you know, as I tried to make more money or needed to make more money, I had to be more intentional. I had to write some goals down and I had to figure out exactly how much money I needed to make, you know, every single month in order to pull it off. So did you write down my house payment, my truck payment, my gas, food, like how deep did you go into, did you figure out your expenses first and then kind of have that as the standard of the bar or did you reverse engineer that or where'd you come up with that number? Man, I got to make this per month to survive. Yeah, sure. So, you know, as I progressed, um, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was kind of like, okay, let's just figure out what my expenses are right now. We got to make sure we pay for those. And then, um, you know, Later on in the business, I tried to figure out, you know, what do I, what type of lifestyle do I want to have? You know, how much money do I want in the bank? 
So once you figured out all those other things, then you have to figure out, you you know, kind of got to work backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, if I need to make X amount per month, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, break it down to every week, break it down to every day. And then you know exactly how much money you need to make every single day. Mm. And then you can break it down to how much do I need to make per hour. Mm. And then once you know that, you've got a good base. You've got a good um, you know, goal to, to look forward to achieving every single day. So if you can hit that goal every single day, and that turns into every single week, and that turns into every single month before you know it at the end of the year, you're uh, you're financially stable. You're you're able to take care of your family. Able to put some money back, save some money, and then uh, you know invest in better equipment. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Ballard Products, Entrepreneur Academy, Jobber, and Toro for powering our Midwest Fall Tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. And remember, use the promo code FALLTOUR when checking out at ballard-inc.com to save 10% and use the promo code PODCAST for 10% off at lawentrepreneuracademy.com. And of course, don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media production. At Jameson Media, we provide voiceovers, commercial spot production, plus podcast editing and consulting. Hi, I'm Mr. Producer. If you need audio production for your business or podcast, send an email to greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. Greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. Paul and I have over 40 years of combined experience in the audio industry and would love to help you stand out with excellence. Contact us today and put Jameson Media to work for you.